welcome aboard to this Monday night edition Philip Ward show. Now we have entered the 721st day of slowing the spread. The Joe Unity Biden administration now has 1,049 days left for all of us to endorse. So, I have a piece in front of me, and this was written yesterday by Ned Ryan. Now, you might not be familiar with Ned Ryan. He used to be a former George W. Bush speechwriter. Now, uh, I guess you could call him a conservative activist if you want. I try to not call conservatives and people who are on our team activists. I just think it has a, a really bad sort of connotation to it. You activists. I think you always think liberal activists. Conservative, if you want to call them activists, I, 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 don't, I don't, they're not up to any trouble, as far as I'm concerned, like the way that liberal activists are, because some of them, I mean, are just, oh God, insufferable. They really, really are. But he writes a piece yesterday, in American Greatness, quote, wokeness on energy is weakness. Let me give you a poll quote here. Quote, is this a clown show led by an imbecile or do you just completely hate this country? Now, folks, for a long period of time now, I have been asking that question about this Democratic Party. I've been asking the question about Joe Unity Biden because if you remember... Joe Unity Biden in his one of, I think, two now, right? I think we're still up to two as far as press conferences go. In his second press conference, he was asked about how he's doing, how he would rate his job performance by one of the White House press pool. You know, it doesn't matter. It wasn't, I don't think it was Peter Ducey. I mean, Peter Ducey on Fox News, only person who's ever going to hold Joe Biden to account at all. But he was asked, you know, how do you think you're doing, actually? And he goes, well, I, I, I would think much to the surprise of a lot of Americans, I guess not to the 81 million people that decided, yeah, you know what, let's give this guy a shot, right? Because in, within in his 50 years of being in Washington, D.C. politics, because he's done so much right, I mean, right? You know, this is the same Joe Biden that even the former uh, Barack Hussein Obama advisors were saying that, yeah, well, Joe, yeah, he's been on the wrong side of every single foreign policy decision that the United States has had to make. Always on the wrong side. You know, if uh, Joe Unity Biden was president when, the, uh, when we called in the mission to take out Osama bin Laden, he would still be alive. Joe Unity Biden was saying, no, 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 we, we can't do that. We can't do that. I mean, it's nuts, folks. It's not. I, and, and, and then, and again, you know, maybe Donald Trump should have campaigned better with the dead or something like that. Either way, though, folks, we're suffering now, though. This country is suffering. I mean, we're, we are not in a good way, any shape, matter, way, or form right now gas prices folks let me give you a headline and we're going to get to this a little later on this was in cnbc yesterday get this because this is yet another record broken by good old joe 81 million unity national average for a gallon of gas tops four dollars 
the highest price at the pump since 2008. Oh, anyway, and on top of that, now listen to what we're doing. Because this administration is going from dictator to dictator in terms of getting oil and gas. Listen to this headline. Now, this was in The Hill over the weekend. Um, Dr. Eric Mandel is the guy's name. He's the director of the Middle East Political Information Network. Also writes um, for the uh, Jerusalem uh, Post. Now, he has a headline here. And again, this is in The Hill. While America watches the war in Ukraine, Biden finalizes a dangerous Iran so far away deal. So now we're looking to Iran for oil. And and even and and the Russian ambassador, uh this guy here, what's this guy's name by the way? What's this cat's name? Uh Russian diplomat uh Russian diplomat Mikhail Yulanov is his name. Wait till I get wait till I tell you about this video that he posted that he's in. So here's what um Mandel writes though in the hill. While the world's attention is fixated on Russia's war in Ukraine. President Biden's Iran envoy in Vienna, Robert Malley is this guy's name, reportedly is readying to finalize a deal that makes a number of worrying concessions to Iran's Supreme Leader Ali Khamenei and his regime. Folks, if we are making any deals at all with Iran or any of the Ayatollahs, the supreme leader in Iran, these are the same people in Iran who literally in their parliament burn our flag and are chanting death to America, death to America. Gabriel Noranha, former Senate Armed Services Committee aide to the late Senator John McCain. In case you didn't know, John McCain was a war hero and former State Department official tweeted specifics of some American concessions to Iran. He says, former State Department, National Security Council, and EU colleagues, European Union, were so alarmed about the compromises that the Biden administration appears to be making with Iran that they allowed him to publish the details in order to alert Congress. Now, the agreement details are known to the governments. Listen to this. These are the governments who know about this, obviously, the United States as well. Russia, China, of course, and Iran. Evidently, though, not to Congress, certainly not to the American people, and it's possible that an agreement could be signed as early as this week. Now, the Biden's team's desire, Biden team's desire to revive what they worked on during the Obama, Barack Hussein Obama, by the way, Barack Hussein Obama, oh boy, did he love Iran. Oh my God, it seems to me, you know, we always cozied up to terrorists when it came to Barack Hussein Obama. Seems like Joe Unity Biden is kind of right on that path as well. Um, to have the United States rejoin the nuclear agreement known as, you bet, the JCPOA, the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action. Remember, that was when Barack Hussein Obama and Joe Unity Biden decided it was a good idea to give hmm, $1.5 billion of cash to Iran. Again, the people who hate Americans hate America. 
and literally show it by burning our flag in their parliament. What is shocking is the extent of sanctions relief that Mali appears ready to offer. Norana tells uh, uh, Mandel that former colleagues hold out hope that Congress will, quote, act to stop the capitulation by the Biden administration. Sanctions relief reportedly is being offered for some of Iran's worst human rights abusers and terrorists, as well as the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, which is the State Department, which the State Department, listen to this, I mean, designated as a foreign terrorist organization back in 2019. That's right, under the Trump administration. Among those who reportedly could be granted a reprieve from sanctions are RIGC General Hussein Deghan, who led forces that killed 241 U.S. soldiers in 1983 in Beirut. I mean, really? Is that what we're doing now? The U.S. helped to uh, uh, rights. This could only be, this could just be the tip of the iceberg. The U.S. helped to restore Iran's voting rights at the U.N. by releasing Iranian funds frozen in South Korean banks. And an exchange of U.S. and Iranian prisoners with a release of funds is reported to be part of the deal. Quote, every individual and entity that was de-sanctioned under the JCPOA's Annex 2 Attachment 3 will have sanctions stripped again, even though close to 100 of them were later sanctioned for terrorism, human rights violations, and participation in Iran's WMD activities. Why are we even negotiating with these people? Why are we negotiating things like this in the first place with Iran? He writes, uh, It seems incomprehensible that concessions to Iran would occur while their kindred spirit in Russia is lobbing explosives into residential neighborhoods of Kiev to break civilian morale. Yeah, I would think so. Also, you could probably make the strong case that the jihadist beliefs of Khamenei and his minions are just as dangerous as the brutal authoritarian in Moscow, that being Vladimir Putin. Among its human rights abuses, Iran... Hey, remember, this is Iran, who now the Biden administration, on behalf of the United States of America, wants to make a deal with. You know, I wonder if they're going to get another $1.5 billion in cash. Iran, though, this is the same country that hangs journalists, LGBTQ, ABCD people, and others to reinforce the Islamic Republic's rules. And again, remember, on Friday... Jen Psaki, when she was being asked, well, would you welcome Iranian oil coming into the United States? And she says, uh, well, we're, uh, uh, we're, we're close to a deal. And then she continued to say that we're close to a deal. I want to know why in the first place are we dealing with Iran? Why do we need Iranian oil? By the way, why do we need Iranian oil? Why do we need Russian oil? Why do we have to import oil at all? Just go to Texas or Oklahoma or Alaska or California or Colorado. All these states have oil, but yet we're still importing it. We were energy independent under Donald J. Trump. No, but he was mean on Twitter. He had to go. Russian official says Iran got much more 
than it expected in these nuclear talks. Like I said, this uh, Russian diplomat, Mikhail Yulinov, says Iranian colleagues are fighting for their national interest like lions, he says. Um, also, Yulinov, in this video that was released, praised the Chinese over their role in the negotiations and said they worked well with Russia during the talk. There you go again. I mean, Russia and China, folks, we got to keep an eye on that. It seems to me as though they are in cahoots. I And anyone who's really paying attention at all, I think they're going to get the same exact sense that I do of this. Imagine an alliance of Russia and China, literally our two biggest adversaries in the entire world. By the way, China, far stronger than Russia, far stronger folks but i if, if, if you're joe unity biden aren't you they, don't you want to at least keep an eye on what those two are doing if china and russia are working together working against the united states of america folks that's not really good for this country especially with a leader like joe unity biden now if there we had a leader like donald j trump well then you know it's manageable but joe biden i mean he what's he proven to done so far what is better for any single american at all under joe unity biden there's an easy answer to that nothing nothing at all um quote i am absolutely sincere in disregard when i say that iran got much more than it could expect our chinese friends were also very efficient and useful as co-negotiators he says man this is all this is what russia is saying this is russia's position on this and by the way uh the secretary of state anthony blinken right, was asked, uh, said sanctions on Russia over its Ukraine invasion. Well, they're not related to the potential nuclear deal with Iran. Quote, these things are totally different and just are not in any way linked together. So I think that's irrelevant. He was making the rounds yesterday on the Sunday shows that he said on CBS's Deface the Nation. Oh, and by the way, so that's what's going on with Iran. Because now, for some reason, the Biden administration wants to import oil from Iran. Wants to make a brand new deal with Iran. There's one dictator that we're going to import oil from. Remember, this is already where we're importing oil from Russia and Vladimir Putin. How about this headline yesterday in CBS News? Biden administration team in Venezuela. Another dictator. Maduro. Remember Maduro, who's the leader of Venezuela? Is it like 2018 or 2019 when he like lost the election to Guaido? And he said, well, I'm not leaving actually. No, I'm, I'm, I'm still going to be in power here. Remember that guy? Anyway, Biden administration team in Venezuela with another dictator as U.S. seems to break country from Russian influence. So senior American officials are in Venezuela over the weekend. This was obviously this weekend to meet with the government of Nicolas Maduro, whose authoritarian rule of the oil producing country has met no formal diplomatic relations between the two countries since 2019. Again, that election happened under Donald J. Trump. And he said, why would we want anything to do with you people? Why would we want anything to do with, I should say, the government of Venezuela? The visit is yet another example of a geopolitical shift underway across the globe in the wake of Russia's invasion of Ukraine as the U.S. and European countries seek energy sources other than Russia. How about the energy source that is the United States? But this Biden administration doesn't get it. Maybe, folks, they don't want to get it. You got this. So Russia 
Iran, Venezuela. How about this? I mean, it gets even better. Biden, this was in Axios, by the way. Biden advisors weigh Saudi Arabia trip for more oil. So now we're going to go with this dictatorial regime in Saudi Arabia now? President Biden's advisors are discussing a possible visit to Saudi Arabia this spring to help repair relations and convince the kingdom to pump more oil. A hat-in-hand trip would illustrate the gravity of the global energy crisis driven by Russia's invasion of Ukraine. You know, not driven by Joe Unity Biden's energy policies. Oh, no, 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 no. It's all because of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Biden, now he's chastised Saudi Arabia. CIA believes that its uh, de facto leader, Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salam, was involved. Remember the uh, dismemberment, the killing of the uh, Washington Compost columnist, Jamal Khashoggi? Um, Axios writes the possibility also shows how Russia's invasion is scrambling world alliances, forcing the U.S. to reorder its priorities. Reorder its priorities, they write. Dealing with dictators in Iran and Venezuela and Russia? I mean, really? And by the way, Bin Salam, the crown prince, uh, isn't making it easier on Biden to repair their relations. Now, last week, in an interview with The Atlantic, by the way, I would not advise reading that paper at all. It is trash. It is garbage. I think paper is a publication. I don't know what it is, but it's just liberal dribble. It's disgusting. He appeared, though, in this interview with The Atlantic to go out of his way to aggravate the White House. Quote, we don't have the right to lecture you in America. Then he said, but the same goes the other way. Now, folks, the American people don't want this. Much like the rest of Joe Unity Biden's policies, the American people are saying, no, Joe. Rasmussen, poll out today. With gas prices soaring, energy policy is likely to be a major issue in the midterm election campaign. Voters strongly, and I mean strongly, favor a policy of promoting domestic petroleum production. Latest Rasmussen Reports National Survey found 70, 70% of likely U.S. voters believe the U.S. government should encourage increased oil and gas production to reduce America's dependence on foreign sources of oil and gas. Only, by the way, this 18% of people who oppose the policy of encouraging U.S. energy independence, I don't know what's wrong with these people. Again, these are the liberal, whacked-out activists who care. Now, if we're drilling here in the United States, oh, my God, no, 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 we can't do that. The Earth's dying. Oh, my God, we're harming the Earth. But if they're drilling in Russia or Saudi Arabia or Iran, no, it's just totally fine. Last time I checked, I thought we all live on the same Earth. Why would you ever oppose strengthening U.S. energy independence? So guess what? We don't have to deal with dictatorial countries like Iran or Venezuela or Russia or, or Saudi Arabia. It's just, it's insanity to me, folks. It really is. That's what this Biden administration is all about. Just insane policies. Now, on the topic of the national average of gas, highest price at the pump since 2008, gasoline. Prices surged to the highest level since 2008 yesterday as crude oil supply fears stemming from Russia's war. Now, notice, by the way, 
Notice how the, the articles are all about on CBS News, CNBC, uh, even Fox News gets caught up in it as well. You know, you like to think Fox is more conservative-leaning. I've said it before. Fox is a straight news organization. You obviously know there's opinion uh, talk show hosts uh, and shows that come on uh, or, uh, later on in the evening and whatnot. But if you watch Fox throughout the day, I mean, it, it's straight news. They have a lot of different opinions on Fox News. Well, get this, though, because they use the same language. It's all about, oh, it's Russia's war on Ukraine. Now, gas prices were rising before Russia invaded Ukraine. So you can obviously see what the excuse is. The national average for a gallon of gasoline hit $4.09 yesterday, according to AAA, which is the highest since July of 2008. Prices have been rising at a fast clip. Consumers are paying 40 cents more than a week ago, 57 cents more than a month ago. By the way, on Friday, we reported on this program that the national average for, uh, for a gallon of gas was $3.83. Over the weekend, we're up over $4. In some places, like the USS, the United Socialist State, California, their average is now $5.28. My God. Enjoy doing that. The jump because remember they voted for it. Again, make no mistake, liberals love paying more for gas because they suffer every day because they're angry and they're upset and they're sad with the whole world. Well, they, they get more angry, I think, than sad, actually. So someone has to suffer as well. They're suffering daily. So now you have to suffer as well. The jump in prices follows, again, look, follows the surge and the price of oil amid Russia's war on Ukraine. You hear it all the time. Russia's war on Ukraine. Russia's war on Ukraine. Underlying cost of oil accounts for more than 50% of the cost of gas that consumers put into their cars. U.S. oil is trading at levels not seen since 2008. Well, even though gas prices are skyrocketing in this country, Kamala Harris, the VP, Pete Buttigieg, Buttigieg, whatever it is that you want to call him, the guy that married that is married to another guy, Pete Buttigieg, you can call him that. He, the two of them now, they have solutions for you, for me, for we, for the American people. Earlier today, though, and I'll, and I'll get to their comments in a second. I think this, is, yeah, this is in the New York Post. Kamala Harris, Pete Buttigieg slammed for quote tone deaf. E vehicle push as gas skyrockets. Vice President Kamala Harris, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, criticized today for a tone deaf event focused on promoting electric buses as gas prices soared for most Americans. By the way, their whole electric buses or electric cars, I want to know how you're going to power that, right? Without oil and gas. I really do want to know that. You know, kind of like the, the green uh, green new jobs that were promised to the 11,000 Keystone XL pipeline workers that Jen Psaki, Joe Udity Biden, boom, took away in January of 2021. Well, it's now March. There's still no green new energy, uh, green new jobs. Congressman Mark Wayne Mullen, uh, member of the House Energy and uh, Commerce Committee, tweeted, the Biden administration could not be more tone deaf. He writes, are you kidding me? So earlier today at this um, event celebrating the one oh my god one point nine trillion dollars it's just spend 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 we're going through money like it's water 
in this country. $1.9 trillion. That even pains my heart to say that. $1.9 trillion. Good Lord. Um, celebrating the first anniversary of the American Rescue Plan, which, which passed, excuse me, last March. Harris, oh, by the way, passed only with Democratic support. Remember, that debt keeps rising, and, and you can blame the Democratic Party for that. Remember, the Democratic Party has complete control of this entire country. Media, always. White House, yeah. House of Representatives, yeah. Hopefully, November, we've fixed that. Uh, the Senate as well, all completely controlled by Democrats. And, oh, 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 before we move on, folks, where on God's green earth is Mitch McConnell, the highest-ranking elected Republican? Where is he? Why is he not out doing press conferences, doing interviews, doing TV hits, doing radio hits every single day? Every day that this war in Ukraine continues, where is Mitch McConnell? Where is he to say, look at what's going on with gas prices? This wasn't happening under Donald Trump. He can't do that, though, folks, because, again, remember, McConnell is this D.C. insider swamp creature who has been there so long it's just ridiculous i mean same goes for charles e schumer same go nancy Pelosi. i mean take your pick by the way lindsey graham was out there calling for the assassination of vladimir putin how about kevin mccarthy as well though i'd like to see kevin mccarthy out on every single media outlet making sure the american people know who he is he could very well there's a good chance, folks, that Kevin McCarthy could be the Speaker of the House it, it come next January. But I, I would like the American people to know, to, you know, you know, Nancy Pelosi. I mean, I think Democrats and Republicans both really can't stand Nancy Pelosi at this point in time. But they know who she is. I think a lot of people don't know who Kevin McCarthy is. Mitch McConnell, I mean, a lot of people know who he is, but, you know. I mean, I, I'm so far gone. I'm so done with Mitch McConnell. It's just ridiculous. Anyway, and he, he ain't going to do anything. That's how weak the Republican leadership is, folks. Well, I never I'll tell you. Not a Republican, folks. I'm registered conservative and proud of it, too. Anyway, so here's Kamala Harris earlier. Imagine a future. The freight trucks that delivered bread and milk to our grocery store shelves. The buses that take children to school and parents to work. Imagine all the heavy-duty vehicles that keep our supply lines strong and allow our economy to grow. Imagine that they produce zero emissions. Well, you all imagined it. Our transportation sector has reached a turning point. We are all in the midst of a turning point. We have the technology to transition to a zero-emission fleet. Our administration together, all of us working to make that possibility a reality, she says. Wants this turning point now for energy in this country. Pete Buttigieg saying this, quote, Well, you know there's one way you don't really have to worry about gas prices. You can just buy an electric car, he says. Ian uh, Haworth, who uh, works for the uh, Daily Wire, tweeted earlier, Average electric vehicle costs $56,000. The median annual income in the United States is $44,000. So how do you expect Americans to do that? Pete Buttigieg earned 
$800,000 to $1.8 million from January 2019 to December 2020. So when you have an elitist like Pete Buttigieg, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, he can probably get himself an electric car while the rest of the American people suffer, folks. I mean, you wonder you wonder with, with remarks like this why you get headlines. In, and this was in Propaganda News CNN on Saturday. Listen to this. Democrats' problem with Hispanic voters ain't going away as GOP gains seem to be solidifying. Now listen to this. And again, this is in Propaganda News CNN. The Democratic Party's early 2000s, uh, 2000s dream of an emerging majority based on diversifying electorate has run into reality. Democrats lost the 2016 presidential election. They barely won in 2020. Part of the problem was declining support among white voters. But the 2020 election also pointed to another problem. Hispanic voters, who are a growing part of the, a portion of the electorate, moving towards, listen to this, the Republican Party. Recent polling, and now this week's Texas primaries, again, last week at this point, show that these Republican gains don't seem to be going away anytime soon. Texas, heavily Hispanic state, relative to the country as a whole, there are 16 counties in Texas where Hispanics make up at least 80% of the citizen voting age population. This is according to the Census Bureau. The county with the highest percentage of Hispanic adult citizens, Star County, backed, not, get this number, because this, folks, this number is astonishing. Hispanic adult citizens in Star County backed Joe Biden by five points in 2020. So you think that's probably pretty good for the Democrats, five points. But in 2016, the same county voted for Hillary Clinton by 60 points. 60 points. That's not a misprint, they write. It really was a 55-point swing. You know why, folks? Because I think Hispanic Americans are kind of joining with white Americans, black Americans, Asian Americans. I don't care what kind of Americans. I'm talking about Americans as a whole who are saying, you know what? Things aren't going well in this country. And on the topic of things not going well, I can point it out. Here we are. After, uh, going and begging dictators like Iran, Venezuela, Russia, Saudi Arabia. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, produce more oil. Please, 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 could you, even though we have it right here at home. So that's where Ned Ryan's piece um, picks up. He writes this. As Joe Biden's approval numbers sink further into the sewer, the only thing he's building back better is 1970s style inflation. Up until Joe Unity Biden, most polls usually named Jimmy Carter as one of the weakest and most inept presidents we've ever had. Now, that was until Joe Biden showed up and said, hold my beer, which you have to know has brought so much joy to Carter. Heck, he probably has a set of Let's Go Brandon PJs that he wears every night as he thanks God for the gift of Biden. Now he writes, the fact is though, this country is now being led by a man who absolutely will go down as one of the worst presidents in our history. In just one year, 
Biden has brought inflation roaring back to levels not seen in 40 years, destroyed our southern borders, millions of illegal aliens uh, flood into our country, along with Chinese fentanyl, and now we have been involved in two major international debacles with Afghanistan and Ukraine. The list could go on and on, but at this point, it's just too depressing. With every opportunity to make the right decision, Biden and his administration choose the most asinine choice possible. Leading people to ask, is there a clown show? That's uh, Is this a clown show led by an imbecile? Or do you just completely hate this country? Folks, that's what I keep talking about. What are the motives of the Democratic Party? Because Joe Biden, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's say that he, he said he was overperforming, so let's say he is overperforming. But what are the motives? That Joe's overperforming. Is it destroying the United States of America? Destroying the American dream? Destroying the livelihoods of American people? Taking money literally out of Americans' wallets? Because if that's what the motive is, well, then he's definitely overperforming. Crude oil more than doubled under Biden before war broke out in Ukraine. Natural. So again, when you see the mainstream media say, well, it's because of Russia and Ukraine, it's not. Crude oil more than doubled before war broke out in Ukraine. Natural gas had risen 74% before the Russians invaded. None of this had to happen. Mind you, especially since Donald Trump, under Donald Trump, the United States had become a net exporter of energy. Well, now, with America importing 595,000 barrels of oil of Russian oil a day. That adds up to more than $1 billion a month that we're paying Russia. The fact is, our terrible energy policy is helping finance Putin's invasion. If you really want to know how bad it is, consider that in 2021 alone, it was estimated that European nations, most of which are NATO members, paid Russia, get this, $100 billion for oil and gas. He writes, um, and this, you know, and what was Biden's response to all of this? Well, the imbecile actually pitched his climate change bill as anti-inflation at the State of the Union, claiming it will save Americans, American families, excuse me, $500 a year by 2030. Mind you, the American people's increase in cost of living right now is $385 per month or over $4,600 per year. By the way, I, I reiterated that piece that the Wall Street Journal came out with that was saying American families are paying $276 a month uh, more because of Joe Unity Biden and his terrible policies. This was Senator Mike Lee, uh, Republican in Utah, his analysis of it saying that it's actually $385 that American families are having to pay more. Um, now he writes, I know many will be shocked to learn that Biden's solution is a lie. I mean, Germany tried this. It committed to renewables and becoming carbon net zero by 2045 and is going to spend nearly $600 billion when all is said and done. For all of that, the German people now get to pay twice as much for electricity as they did before the foolish plan was implemented. Oh, and to put a fine point 
on the utter failure of Germany's pop, uh, plan, it still needs to import 55% of its natural gas from, wait for it, you bet, Russia, Vladimir Putin. A sober-minded person might understandably look at this asinine behavior and say, y'all have lost your minds. And that person would be absolutely correct. Now he writes, in a rational world, and we are not living in one, we would address this problem immediately by reopening the Keystone Pipeline and exploring additional options for drilling, fracking, and nuclear energy within the United States. Energy independent leads not only to cheaper costs for consumers and thousands of jobs for Americans, but it strengthens our national security and allows us to be free, uh, to free Europe from Putin's leverage by offering additional energy options, folks, which I've been preaching on this program. In the short term, you better prepare for pain as you watch your bank account drain from the weekly trip to the grocery store and the weekly trip to the gas pump. Then hope and pray adults are soon back in political power and that Grandpa Dementia, obviously Joe Unity Biden, and his bands of clowns are sent into retirement in 2024. Folks, couldn't agree more with the piece, and I keep saying, keep reiterating on this program, folks, that in November, we have a chance to change all of this, to send the Democrats back and see you later, catch you later. And again, I would argue the fact, why would we ever vote for these people again? Really boggles my mind, folks. I have no idea why anyone would ever trust the Democratic Party ever again. 721st day of slowing the spread. 1,049 days left of the Biden administration. 1,049 days left for all of us to endure.